0: and welcome back to the Liverpool groove. Um yeah, sorry it's on Zoom again. I'm still injured at the minute, but look we move fucking we're flying again. I keep saying it every episode at the minute we are flying. Um secondest into the next round of the FA Cup last night. Lovely 3-0 win over Southampton. Uh the kids coming coming in clutch again. So, um we we're, we're going to come on to that after, but for now we've got to talk about Sunday Carabao Cup final. You know, was just great game of football. Um, you know, us ravaged by injuries. Chelsea, God knows where they are in the league, needing this to resurrect the season, I suppose. Um and the, you know, both teams had chances to win it. Great game of football, but at the end of the day, the best centre back in the world pops up with an edit and you bring good cup home. So just fantastic, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I did have the proper cup final feels sweet. Again, you've got Guardiola saying the Carabao Cup was, he was told it was nothing. I think it depends who's playing in it. If you've got yeah. a team with a massive fan base who's going to be watched worldwide, it's going to feel like a big game. It did feel like a massive game. We all, we wanted to win it. Chelsea wanted to win it. You know, we feel that the best team we possibly could um, on paper didn't look remarkable, but they dug in. They fucking worked their arse off and, again, no disrespect to Chelsea, but after the first like, few chances they missed you're thinking this is only going to go one way and no matter what we've done the chances we missed they just seem to be shutting on our side on the day and I think that's something is the fans mm. the way they kick in the way they get behind the team when you are under pressure you've got a team sheet you've got kids playing that you might never have seen before and we're just the opposite of everyone else or the team sigh and grow we, we rally and get behind them and I think it the Fans on the day bled onto the pitch, and we it was just a, a fantastic cup tie, fantastic game of football. And in the end, the better team and the deserved winners won. So,
0: yeah, thankfully that was us. You talk about the fans there, and that like in that extra time, that LA 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 when they got going, like every, every single person was singing it. Like, I don't know what there was, just that I knew. At that moment, like we were going to win it. There was just, like you said, it bled onto the pitch. Um, and it's something we haven't seen too much of recently. Obviously the occasion was was bigger and it needed it, but like there's been times when you think to yourself, you know, we need to rally behind the lads and it doesn't quite happen sometimes. It might be because it's not as big of a game or an occasion or or even a team. But on, on Sunday, it was just just I knew we were gonna win from that moment.
1: Yeah, even from the, the first few chances they missed, the, the form Callagher was in, the way we defended as a unit and that, even though they did get in behind, he still played well, we defended well, it was more what they done well, as opposed to what we'd done wrong a lot of the yeah. time, you know, so you've just got to you got to applaud that and go fair play, they could have scored a few, there was just something on the day, the saves we were making, the way they hit the post, you're just thinking, this is fucking, this is our day, and you know, it's happened many a time in big games when you just get that feel. But I think a lot of fans have started cringing a bit of a la lay, lay because in some of the games it gets sung.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, obviously, we're talking about conquering Europe and all that. And then you've got every fucking man and his dog who started singing it for every other team. And it's, it knocks us sick. Um, and Sutton on that day I just urged everyone to to give it their all. And everyone who might usually go, on well, fucking hell, not this again. We're out the seats. It mm. was just remarkable. Like, in, in big games, you'd have that moment where, for no reason, no apparent reason, it just goes off. And, it went off. For, it was just a rally cry. We mm. are here. We're behind. I've got shivers. Lad, just <laughs> brilliant. The connection with the club and the fans, again, thanks to Jürgen Klopp, is just brilliant. And, you know, we can do our bit, a bit more when they are struggling, when we have got injuries, when there's lads not playing so well. We can do a bit more if you get behind them. And, show our support a bit more often than just the big games. But you know, I think I've effectively the fans have won us the cup there. Mm. Yeah. So
0: yeah. There was, I mean, there was, you know, there was a lot of big performances on the day. Um, not just obviously the fans being one of them. And I think that does deserve to be said. But obviously on the pitch, um, I'd like to apologize right now for ever, ever doubting Kelleher. Um, I admit early in the season started the Europa League campaign, I had one or two doubts about him just because and I've said it and I stick to what I said, he he looked shaky at the beginning of the season. Um since then, like, you know, he's had a an half decent run of games. He's played obviously in Europe a lot, played in the Cups before Allison's injury and then obviously now he's got a bigger opportunity with Allison's injury and and just he was phenomenal on Sunday. And even last night he had to be at his best again. He was very good last night. But I mean Sunday was that was a that was an Allison level performance he had on Sunday.
1: Yeah, you can like fight or flight, and you can go into a situation, a cup final. It's not new to him. You know, he gets thrown in the deep end. He, lad, here's, here's a cup, go and win it, fucking hell, and he does. Um, he was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. The saves you made, the way he conducted himself, the ball at his feet, the way he organised the back. He was just a fucking, as you say, an Allison type of performance, and. But you're saying, like, you doubt this is what I've sh- said about Alison because he's a goalie, you don't want to have any doubts about them at all. But Alison's a bit shaky in mm. games, and no one ever mentions it. So I think it's just a, if a goalie has one or two bad games, it's instantly like, Fucking hell, we need a new goalie. And yeah. I think we're, we're haunted by shit goalies, aren't we? <laughs>
0: yeah, it's more so than, than anyone else, I think. David James, fucking
1: keepers like that who just got mistakes in them. Um and I just I think Kyle has just deserved the right to be back by the fans. He, he he's made a few mistakes in it. He's been here since Klopp. You know, he's been here years and years. He's only had like runs of games. He's never been in this the team consistently. So he's in the deep end, then he's in the shallow end, then he's in the deep end, and he's only training, then he's been a fucking cup final. Don't I hear? It's yeah. rushed it's hard it must be hard to accept as well when you're performing that well. But as I've said all along, if we can keep him as the best number two, keep him for as long Mm. as we possibly can, because there is going to become a time when Alisson Becker decides to go elsewhere or to to retire. And he's still young enough to be able to have his prime at Liverpool when that happens.
0: Keep him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Another big performance on the day, probably went under the radar a little bit, as he tends to do, is, uh, again, signing of the season, Wataru Endo. Unbelievable, lad, again. Ridiculous.
1: Barring that foul to cost us the goal, that wasn't a fucking foul at all. It's ridiculous. But absolutely, take that off to him, lad, because, again, he's come in with no expectations, and the expectations of many on social media, and that was that. We've fucked up massively and we've signed Shite while Chelsea was say Casado. And I was, like, one of them who was heartbroken over losing Casado, but it was more the principle. him mm. sat on the floor, devastated with us, running around the court, fucking brilliant. But, yeah, Enzo, he just does that, he just does that job, like, he just does that job. Someone's c- called him the Japanese Mascarano.
0: Mm.
1: And I get it, because I've said loads of times, Mascarano. If you're in a battle, you need Mascarano. If you're in a in a game where you need flair football and you're gonna have all the possession and that, he doesn't he's not really necessary. Yeah. But certain games, End out is the first name on the team. sheet, like Fabinho used to be. And I've said that for weeks. Mm. Uh, it was a massive loss when he, he went away with his international. But yeah, he's starting to get the credit he deserves now. People are noticing him, even yesterday, without him in the middle. It took us 20, 30 minutes to get a, a grip to the game where, you know, for, for that time, Southampton just cut through us yeah. and applause to them again because they were brilliant. But yeah, top player. He's, I think I've seen a quote of Klopp saying he'll, he'll get a longer contract because he, he might be 30, 31, but he's a machine. And again, we need to stop this narrative that once you get to 30, you're finished. You know, I've, I've been listening to Joey Barton's podcast today. Why would you put with, yourself through that? Because I'll, I'll be honest with it was fucking bosh, to be fair. Uh, but he said the same. He said, when you're in your, your late 20s, they're, they're trying to give you three and four year deals. As soon as you're at 30, do it like it's, it's a year. You only get offered a year and it's like, you fucking, you're like cattle. you just fucking shipped off, fucked off. As soon as you get to 30, you've got no security. um, And, I don't think that should be the way it is anymore when you've got footballers and athletes like Milner and Ronaldo and Salah. You know, if you've got one like Rooney, who, as good as a footballer he was, didn't really look after himself. you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, look at the state of him. Now he's the same age as Ronaldo and he's like a fucking balloon. <laughs> but, you know, take it with a pinch of salt. Go. Yeah, he's a fucking machine. He's working hard. He's still fucking pissing the bleep test. He's 33, 34. Fucking trauma contract to it so I'd like to see Endo you know when Klopp's gone Endo's still going to be a vital part of the team
0: Yeah yeah absolutely and I think whoever whoever comes in you know will will be looking at him and thinking probably having second thoughts about what what plans they have for him coming in next season because I think at the, you know if you were to ask at the start of the season if, if Endo was going to be as crucial as he has been and if you know even if he may not even be here next season I think a lot of people would have been selling him as soon as they could but then now it's, it's a complete 360 with him. It's just, it's completely different. Now he's, like you said, he's one of the first names on the team sheet, if not the first name on the team sheet, but he was just, you know, he took the piss, didn't he? You know, they had a 200 million pound field. He cost 16 million and outperformed the pair of them. Um,
1: he, he pocketed them and he, he done it well. And it worked like, there's games where he's making loads of fouls and he's doing stuff that we like to see, but sometimes unnecessarily nah, he was just he was just a better footballer on the day he was bringing hmm. the ball down taking steps away from them he controlled the midfield on his top he was fucking quality he was he was quality and um, yeah. as I say I think the, the whole what you just said then is a lot of our fans would have just sold them straight away and all that that's just social media divvies you don't like seeing like players come in who aren't expected to do well You don't like seeing kids come through and then when they do they're like oh that's great isn't it you know what I mean These people who try and just buy the biggest star all the time, and it's a make make believe world. But yeah, Endo's come in, deserves his place. It's a fucking hard one because McAllister's brilliant in the six as well. Um, Joe Gomez went too bad last night, to be honest. So, you know, it's looking good for Liverpool, lads. It's looking good. And you've got players who are unexpected to to do much, and Mm -hmm. they're, they're giving absolutely everything, and that's all you can ever ask
0: yeah yeah definitely um obviously you know we we did come out of the game with with two more injuries even though one I don't think is is too bad with Endo. um both caused by Casado. um just proving that he just isn't as good as people think he is really I think you know that one on Gravenberg, like, I, I, it was accidental yeah fair enough but I don't understand how he hasn't gone for it it's horrific. he's
1: a hyped up crap Hyped up crap, absolute shite. He, he is, and I'll open my hands up. Like, I got on the hype of him through fucking watching match today, through games when he's played against us. Um, you know, little snippets of me and there, and you're thinking, Fucking hell, he's got shot on this lad, he's brilliant, conduct himself well. You hit the nail on the head and <laughs> said, He's a bit of a gobshite, don't want him anywhere near us until we nearly signed him. Then you've done a U turn. Then I was doing a U turn because he sounded like he was a knob because he wants to go to Chelsea. So, yeah, he's fucked up. Good and proper. He's gone to the, the wrong club on a, a lifetime contract. They're not going to win football. The fan base is shit. The manager's shit. The owners are gobshite. The stadium's shit. The city it's from is shit. And yeah, he's fucked up. And yeah, we believed in all the hype. We were devastated when he never signed. And, you know, I think somewhere someone who was going to sign him is licking the lips going, I'm a jammy bastard because he is shit. <laughs>
0: yeah it's uh, it's mad and it, you know it, it, he's obviously he's looked good against us last season who massively underperformed like it it wasn't difficult to look good against us last season let's be honest at times um as we've said a number of times it was only really that last 11 games of last season where we looked any good throughout the season so looking good against us in in january when brighton beat us a, a couple of times and and wolves put three fa- past us and brentford did it's like not difficult. You look at where you look at where Brentford are now. You look at where oh, I was going to say look at where Wolves are. They're actually doing really good this season in fairness to them. Um, but that that that's what I'm saying. It just wasn't difficult last season. So for him to stand out against us, just looking back, wasn't really an achievement. It's the same. Like look at Matoma. He's done nothing this season. No, as no, Um, you know he every, the big thing got made about him doing his dissertation on. The art of football and how to do this, that, and the other. It's like every has clearly read that and sussed them out, haven't he? Because yeah. he's done he's done not in the season,
1: yeah. I just think it was it was sheer desperation. And the fact I think we all got caught up in it, you know. I've just mm. slated like the Twitter did, he's 30 100 million pound players and that. As soon as we threw the fucking bid, and I was like, but design, whatever it costs, <laughs> if you have to bid once, bid once, bid once when you go for it. Um, and it's just the hype, it's the excitement to sign a player like that that you'd expect is going to be world-class. But thankfully, he isn't. He's a, he's a massive letdown. He's, he's letting his club down. He's letting his ma down. <laughs> he's just shite. So, you know, he, he might go on to bigger and better things in the future, but I don't think it'll be at Chelsea if they release him from his jail sentence. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, on to Enzo, you know, in hindsight, if you'd offered us Casado for £100 million or in for 16th, you know, the reaction from the Stuttgart fans and the players he's played with, the manager, the board, all congratulating him and being made up from getting this move because he deserves it. Hmm. You know, we had a look into what the journalists were saying in Germany when he moved. So we hadn't couldn't say a wrong word about him. He, hmm. he was idolised over there as, as the what he's doing here. Yeah. Leads he's he's a leader from the middle, he's a fucking trooper, he's a gladiator, he wants to win, he wants to fight, he wants to battle. And he does it all with passion. So as I say, as long as you're doing that, you're
0: you're gonna be a cop favourite. And he's meriting meritin it at the minute. Yeah. Now, he's he's like you said, the journalists couldn't say an, enough about him, enough good things about him. And I think one of them even said, you know, this is the sorta of, this is gonna go down as one of the signs of the season. It won't won't be obvious, but like it, it's gonna be and it, it's turning out that way. Um I I think especially when you consider how much we did pay for them, like obviously. You know, Swabersly come in and he started brilliantly and he's kind of gone off the boil a bit. Um maybe this timeout will help him help him a little bit. Uh just you know, recovered his, his form. And McAllister was the opposite, wasn't he? He sort of started slow, got injured, and then since then has been unbelievable. Um so yeah, it's just it's nice when it works out. Unfortunate for Gravenberg, because I think he started the game well on Sunday. Um and you know who knows how long he's going to be off. for well, Klopp says it's only going to be two games, but, you know, stretch it off and then leaving the ground in a boot and on crutches doesn't seem like a two-game injury to me. Not
1: when we're playing every fucking two or three days as no. well, like. Eh? No. So, um, yeah, I feel for him because he played well the game before as well, didn't he? Mm. he uh, what game was that on Anfield? Uh, Luton. Yeah, Luton. On the show, um, spot on. You know, we, we made it difficult for ourselves and then we've, if have smashed having me, but I think it's hard with the midfield at the minute because you have got so many out. But I think Shablis like might benefit from the timeout. Gravenberg, you know, he was just finding his form; it's not going to go away. He'll come back in, and there's, there's just going to be a fight for places now because yeah. there's an nails-on starter. As mad as it sounds, it's like McAllister is, in my opinion how level ahead of everyone in ability wise and how he thinks and how he passes and how he plays the game. He's more on par with Thiago than than any of them. Maybe mm. he's a little bit of a level at head. Uh, I don't know he started slowing that, but you know, he's come into a new role. We've debated Enzo starting ahead of him. Now it's McAllister could start ahead of him. You've got Shobaslay who come in like a house on fire, who then dropped off the form. I think he believed the hype a little bit too much himself because of us break right, on him the next year and all that after fucking three or four games which is his performance it, you know not are good enough to say that but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a marathon in it not a sprint he's come in for a few games and we've gone off our tits about him <laughs> um, he has got the potential to go all the way to be absolutely world class but the midfield Jones is just so consistent at the minute Graven Perk's a little bit of everything you know, he comes in, he has, a, he has a bad game, then he has two where he's proper up for it. He's a massive part of the Luton game. Now he's got a knock. So, it, it's good. It's obviously, it, it's good that we've got all these quality players. And we're, we're sort of overachieving. So, I think this team, we said that me, how's Jürgen Klopp going to walk away from this? They're only going to knit. They're only going to bed together. They're only going to get better and better. So, just got to see where it takes us, lads. Well, We've got one cup, cup under the belt already, and it is exciting times because you know even the likes of last night where you could be like two or three nil down the first few minutes, we just grind it out, we find a way, yeah, and that's what what clocks all about. It's just a fucking shame we won't be here next year.
0: It is, um, but let's not get into that again. We, we can't have you crying again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, But you know, you talk about the the kids that that you know, have been playing for parts of the season. Obviously, like, you know, Jarell um, Same kid, he's 21. Um, But Jarell Kwanzaa, Conor Bradley, obviously have had bigger parts to play um this season than the others. But obviously, you know, you've got Jaden Dans coming into the mix, Bobby Clark coming into the mix, who looks better and better every game, by the way. Uh, James McConnell, same with him. Trey Nione come on last night. Um, Lewis Kumas making his a professional debut last night. It's just... Like, some don't get me wrong, yet yeah, we know it's out of necessity. But these lads are coming in, performing, and giving, you know, giving Klopp more headaches. It's like when, he, when the rest of the players are back, it's like these lads can't just drop out of the squad. They've still got to be involved, and, and rightfully so.
1: Yeah, again, they, I, they came on in the cup final, a few of them. You know, it was it McConnell
0: Clark and Jay? Clark and Danje? yeah, come on. Jay
1: yeah. and came on. Um, we we sort of retired a little bit and then we brought one of them on and then we brought another on then another and they seemed to grow in confidence when the others were coming on. Like whereas you want to be playing with the bigger than the best players they seem to be thriving on playing with each other Mm. which is remarkable like at that age you know it's a dream like looking across the pitch and there's you fucking mate you've trained it since you were eight. You know what I mean? That must be an absolute delight. Playing at Wembley, <laughs> not you know you're not in someone's back garden. You're not in elegantine. Yeah, you're playing at Wembley in a cup final through fucking through merit. But yeah, it is through necessity. The, uh, some of them might drop out the squad, but th- they'll be at the back of Jegen's mind now till till fucking May
0: because yeah.
1: they have all played the part. And I think Connor Bradley is now giving him headaches in the sense when strength fits. You can't take Bradley out, this, out of a right, right back. You mm. can't. And Bobby yeah. Clark, he's coming in. He's, he's getting better and better. I think he looked he looked brilliant last night. Mm. Um, it's, it's just it's great. It, it I, I felt like a fucking a proud dad lad. I felt like an old fella <laughs> on Sunday when you're seeing the kids with the cup. And I know everyone's going on saying oh, they're not fucking kids. He's had an older team than Chelsea and all that. It's not about. Age, it's about experience
0: Said exactly the same thing Vlad. It's about
1: how many games you've played Like fucking hell so, Elliot, kid, But he's played 100 games So you class him as a
0: senior
1: mm. But he's a fucking 20-year-old kid
0: Yeah 20 well, like, he's, years old And somebody, he's
1: acting like a fucking dad in the squad It's bizarre yeah,
0: It's weird, isn't it? Somebody, an Arsenal fan, tried to say like Oh, Jarrell Quanta isn't a kid He's only a couple of months younger than Bakayo Saka It's like, yeah But Bakayo Saka's played more games for England Than Jarrell Quanta has for Liverpool like it's not the same thing. <laughs> and that's no, that's that's God. what I was that's what this narrative that oh yeah, we had an older squad. That's because we had two thirty-one year olds in the squad and a twenty nine-year-old and
1: we had an older average squad. We never had that that's what I mean. Like people just try and spin everything against us, it's, it's fucking stupid. Like any footy fan who loves football is has looked at that cup final. Every neutral should have looked at that cup final and gone. That's fucking brilliant, that
0: hmm. like
1: the, the the team Chelsea have fielded, the money they've spent. And I know money doesn't it automatically buy you great players. You, know, you can spend a hundred million on shite. Like I say <laughs> But, uh, you know, when you're seeing kids come to the academy or whether you've bought them when they were 16 from Fulham or whatever, they've come in, they've, they've learned to adapt to your system and your training facilities and they've made new mates and they come through. It's fucking fantastic, like,
0: mm.
1: fucking brilliant. It's best than any sign and I've seen a young lad like, come on and fulfil his dream is better than any sign coming on and scoring a goal, it, It's yeah. Well, not unlike seeing it, it doesn't have to be a local lad, just seeing a young lad coming on and living his dream is fucking brilliant. Mm. And yeah, the age thing was just over the top,
0: yeah. And Wasn't the thing training. is, though, was it's you know, people are going, All oh, right, well, he's not homegrown, you bought him when he was 16. It's like, All right, yeah, Sam, we bought him when he was 16, but. We got what well, we got Harvey Elliott when he was at six, 15 or sixteen, or I think he might have been just about sixteen. You know, he's nearly twenty-one now, so that's five years that we've had him for. So we've made him a better player because he's been at Liverpool for five years. Bobby Clark, we signed him at sixteen, he's what, nineteen now? So it's three years that he's been with us. It's like just because we we've got them from other academies, that's the way it's always worked. You don't think these not every single player in the academy just pops up at age fucking four. And is there right until eight, 18 and make the debut, it doesn't work like that anymore. It never it, I mean, I say anymore, it never has done.
1: No, obviously you get your local lads, you come in and it's it's great when you stay there till the end, but the, the lads from out of town that are very often brought in at mm. later age, you know. It happens all the time, mate. Big the bigger clubs like Liverpool and that let let kids go. When they're like seven or eight and then They've got the potential. If they fucked up when they turned to 14, 15 and they go he's really good at him, go and him back. Yeah. You know, you don't you don't waste all their own um, supplies on on out of town kids and that they, they bring them in. If you can yeah. you can out a kid who's absolutely world class and he stands out a mile, plays against just scores three, you go fucking hell, let's see if we can bring him in. Mm. It's just like any other signing, but once that sign reaches their peak and excels and comes on for you. He's your player, he's your prodigy. It's what mm-hmm. you've made. You know what I mean? So I don't I don't get it all. As I say any footy fan watching that cup final, seeing them kids come on, should be should have been delighted for them, should have had felt a little shiver and gone, fucking hell, that could have been me. Yeah. It could have been our kid. You know, that kid's living his dream, playing for his team at Wembley in a cup final against a billion pound frame of bottle jobs, as someone called them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, fucking great see it's just... said, said, hasn't he? remember them remember hmm. them when it comes to the summer remember these kids who were all fucking praising now and saying they're going to be the next best thing because when it comes to the summer it'll all be forgotten oh we don't need a right forward we've got him oh we don't need to send him in that won't happen it'll yeah. be who can we spend money on forget that exactly like we did in the summer with concert Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa is the next model of Van Dyke it is fucking ludicrous how <laughs> good that kid is yeah. fucking absolutely unbelievable Conor Bradley's doing everything that Trent started doing. He's just learning the inverted all a little bit quicker. Yeah. You know, Trent, Trent's playing the hybrid. Conor Bradley's doing it already. Yeah. that Fucking hell, Joe Gomez can play absolutely fucking anywhere. It's, it's fucking boss, lad.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, it's just the whole Liverpool bad thing, isn't it? Like, you know, that gets people attention on social media and gets clicks and things like that. But it's like nobody, nobody says anything about... Oscar Bob coming through at City. He's not, you know, he's Norwegian, but nobody goes, ah, but you got him when he was this age, he's not really your youth. Everyone just goes, City brought another good player through there. That's all that gets said about it. And it's the same, you know, United, no one bats an island with Garnacho coming through and being one of their better players. Because he's come through their academy, but nobody goes, Oh, you bought him from Barcelona or Real Madrid or wherever you bought him from. That's just how academies work. But because we're doing it from other academies in the UK. It's, it's, you know, we're doing it wrong for some reason. It's mad. But if,
1: if you're brought to an academy and you haven't played a single game of footy at top tier and you step on the pitch for whatever team you're playing for, you've made it to that academy. Hmm. That's what it's about. It's like graduating.
0: Yeah. To
1: graduation, step on foot on the, <laughs> on the Wembley. On the Wembley. On the Wembley. That's a fucking today, <laughs> yeah. Step foot on the Wembley and you've graduated. you graduated yeah. from Liverpool. You've made it on, into the first team all the, when you got signed from fourteen, you've 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 made it. All your hard work's paid off. You've been recognised by the, the first team manager, and you're playing in a cup final. And mm. then again yesterday, playing in an FA Cup game at Anfield in front sixty thousand people, and you know your teams are coming through. And for, for many of them, it's going to just be the start. For a few, you know, there might be one or two that be don't quite make it. The ones like your Harry Wilsons and that who. You, you think they've got the whales at their feet and then they just don't quite get to the levels you'd expect. But that's why we have managers and scouts and teams that, that know what's going to happen with them at the mm. minute. There's not a, a a little bit of doubt in me at that. Any of them are going to go on to play for the first team. I think every one of them is going to do well and thrive and prosper under, under Klopp. And, you know, make a statement that whoever the new fella is coming in, I'm here. I yeah. yeah, I
0: think it's been... Um... Nice as well, like Alex Inglethorpe getting a lot of praise in the media as well. Um, I think, I I think he done an interview with with Carragher, I think. Um, and obviously the rules of what they have in the Academy have been sort of brought to the forefront now. People are learning about that and things like that, and he's getting a lot of praise. And it's it's about time because you know, people will go, Ah, oh, clubs You know, people will give all the praise to Klopp for giving these kids a chance, but it's Alex Inglethorpe who's getting them ready to be given that chance. So nice for them to get to get the credit he deserves.
1: Yeah, of course, yeah. And I say, it's it's a conversation that's had, isn't it? You know, we think this kids ready. I think you mm. want to have a little look at them, come and see what you think. And again, it is credit to Klopp for for giving them the time of day because a lot of managers don't. They don't put the, the neck out for all the kids and be are because, you know, there's so many young kids in academies that don't get picked because it's easier to go out and spend money. Whereas I think I've read something today I think isn't... Jaden on like two hundred quid a week or something, something like that, yeah. It's just a, it's brilliant, you know. It's it's class that these kids are here. They're coming through, uh, regardless of how they've come through. The likes of him, he's been at the club since he was like eight, hasn't
0: he?
1: And mm. um, so, yeah, it, it always feels a bit better when it's a local lad coming through. But again, for some of them, the, the talent's there. We've just got to be patient with them, you know. A few getting overexcited and. Rightly so at the moment, you know, we've just won a cup with a team of kids, just qualified for the next round of a cup with a team of kids. But, you know, as long as they're giving the manager headaches and we've got the patience with them, we don't over-expect them, they'll be good. And, you know, I said to you before, Harvey Elliott, he's 20 years old. He's like a fucking senior player. He's like the dad of the group. Yeah. Like, he's 20. He's still a kid. He's the, He is still, effectively, a kid, mm. you know, he's 20, he's, he's coming in and he's he's the little owl fella. <laughs> it's fucking yeah. mad. It's no, he
0: is, but that's, that's what you want to see, how, isn't it?
1: How humble and how proud he is as a Liverpool fan, as well, Harvey, Elliot. The opportunity he gave Dams yesterday, you know, when one or two players went on their own there. I think it's
0: just. I think he's just an absolute pleasure to to have at the club. I fucking love Adielli. I do. Yeah, no, he's great. Um, let's talk a little bit about last night then um, in a bit more detail because, like you say, you know, I, I was saying to you before we recorded, if we if we would have done this on Tuesday as planned, I I couldn't have picked the team because I was fully expecting, like I was expecting Adrian in goal. I was expecting, you know kids who've not even been in the first team at all this season, like not even graced the bench. I was expecting them all to start. I was expecting us to just go full of kids because, you know, Harvey Elliott looked dead on his feet at the final whistle on Sunday. Uh, Diaz, another one, thankfully. You know, we didn't have to bring him on last night. But, um, you know, a lot of these players looked out on Sunday and Harvey Elliott then come on and played another, not quite 90 minutes, but I think he played about 80 minutes again, didn't he? It's like... The kid never stops, but fair play. Um so the fact that we went as strong as we did, I was I was very surprised. But looking at the lineup, I couldn't help but smile. I was I was properly delighted with the lineup.
1: Yeah, I I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I think I think obviously if he went as weak as possible, he was conceding the cup because Southampton on a good side and they were always gonna cause us trouble. They went strong. Um so I think he's looked at that and went, we need to. Have a little bit of a core in there, a little bit of strength, and that's what he's done. You know, he has a he has a good good start core. We we played the kids, but we had a good core. And yeah. you know, if the branches aren't that secure with each other, not that much familiar with each other, and all that, the core sometimes enough just to get you through. But I thought on the day that I think the, the three centre arms that played, um, fucking fantastic. Yeah. Again, even like the chances Southampton made was was credit to Southampton was good football from Southampton where they pressed us, they they bullied us at times. You know, you've got young kids, throwing them are a little bit flimsy, and that still needs to pull up. And Southampton are just on it. And um, yeah, it, it's it's credit it's credit to the kids lad, that they can ride the storm. They they took fifteen minutes on the chin where we look weak, we look like we were going to concede, and then they've got the foot on the ball, and they've started playing.
0: Yeah. now once they got into the game, it, it it took them probably a bit longer than they would have wanted to, I think. Um I think it was a good sort of half an hour or so where I thought Southampton were better than us. Um but once they got going, they looked comfortable on the ball, um, started getting a bit more space. And South you know, Southampton against a team like Liverpool, regardless of who's playing, you can't you can't play that way against a team like us for ninety minutes. they Eventually they're gonna tire and we, we took advantage. I think 3-0 flattered us massively. Um I said last night it wasn't a 3-0 game. Um but we, we we just took our chances, you know. The first goal, um Lewis Kumas, um he's done well, you know, cut inside. Fortunate with the deflection, but um he deserved it for the work he'd done sort of before it. It, it deserved a goal and you know professional debut. It honest just I think Klopp was he was one Klopp. Pointed out it um, before the game, saying he's like an elite finisher and things like that. So obviously there was there was something about him, and you could tell he had um he look he looked confident all the time, didn't he?
1: Yeah. See, so I think I think a lot of them. I think he started, you know, like a up in fox in the headlights where they were a little bit, a bit jaded by the situation, a little bit unsure. Southampton started brilliantly. They were physical. They were aggressive. They were fast. He was skillful. Every every pass was working out. They, they just cut cut through us a few times, and you know you can add again. You can either stop and go, "Fuck, this is not my night," or you can dig in and go, "Let's make it our night." And that's what they done. They they, they changed they changed it a little bit. They they started getting on the ball. They started playing simpler passes and two three yard passes, playing football, playing triangles, and they just they just picked it up. Yeah, the, the kid who scored. I thought he dragged it right past the keeper on purpose. Look, the first touch past the defender, then the second touch, and then to put it the opposite side of the goalie, thought, you cheeky little bastard, that is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I did as well.
1: Fucking Ali McCoy's ruined him. a deflect deflection, I thought, fuck off you. He was a prick last night. He was, he was a prick. Um, But yeah, even to get the shots off three defenders around you, to have the confidence to shoot from the edge of the box like that, you know, fucking. Good goal, lad. Not against the runner play, maybe. Yeah. But I think we they look good, but as mad as it sounds, I never felt like they were going to score. The chances they should have scored, the chances they made, they had to agree with, they should have scored. Mm. I don't know. I mean, they
0: They they had had one off side after, what, 30 seconds, didn't they? Yeah. Um, Yeah, so was I.
1: And I was like, that's fucking... That, that's a goal it's 1-0 no. oh here we go but it, it could have been that way you mm. know if, if that had, if that had stood I think they'd have absolutely mauled us they, oh, yeah. do. Because they, were, they were they were in that type of form like and they, look, they look really good at times
0: mm.
1: but again I don't think it was anything you've got to credit Southampton like you've got to credit Chelsea I think in the both games it's not where we've you know we've had games where we haven't played well we've done made mistakes let them in we haven't pressed we were doing everything we needed to do but they were just too fast on the on the day they were getting in behind thought defensively we were fucking solid you know by mm. time, one or two times on the wings where we've, we've out overstepped and then it's it's on the defence the, the centre half to, to save us but I mean, yeah the, the Van Zay exceptional Canati when he came on exceptional at Quantra fucking superb again mm. Um, yeah, I thought, thought we just defended well And I think overall we, we did deserve to win the game But again, you're, you're looking at the team You're looking at the kids When are we going to use the bench And we used the bench and brought more kids on <laughs> Yeah,
0: mad, wasn't it? Um, <clears throat> obviously, you know, Dan's two very different goals But two just... Like, you can just tell he's a natural striker The two goals, the first one The little thing over the keeper Like, his every striker's just, I think that's every striker's dream finish. Like you know yourself, you've probably scored one of them, like playing the Elegre, you know, playing when you're in school or something. And a little dink over the keeper just is the best feeling ever. There's just something about it. Um, but the second one, I actually think was just was was better for, for me to see because it just shows his instincts, his, his natural instincts. You know, the ball's loose, he's thinking that's my ball. Put in the rebound, like that's exactly what, I see, what you want to see from a striker. We have, I don't think we've actually got a striker like that in the team, except maybe Jota. I don't think anybody, I don't think any of our other strikers would be as alert as that, other than Jota, to be honest with you.
1: Nunes, a sign, Yeah, he would. No, I agree. The first goal is absolutely the timing of the run. Again, it's a, a lot of it's down to Harvey Elliott and waiting for Harvey Elliott to go to the left and shoot there. Yeah, I,
0: because
1: that's what a normal. 20 year old kid, to do but no, he's not a normal
0: 20 year old kid,
1: though. The run perfectly, the pass is perfect again. Mm. Um, and to be that fucking cheeky at the cop end, you know, great. It's, it's a fantastic finish. The celebrations were brilliant, was delighted for him. And then the second one, he hasn't even, you know, what Madeline? He's about three yards away from where the ball bounces, mm. and he doesn't even give the defender time to react, it's in the net, right? Yeah he's just fucking marched on, that's my ball, you're not having it, give me that. I was made up, lad. I'm absolutely... I love the cup final, I was made up the cup final in that, uh, but obviously, time's gone by, we haven't won a trophy since Sunday afternoon, if you haven't heard, and, um, <laughs> yeah, yesterday, again, I was sat there watching it, a game that, could have slipped us by, could have been two or three down, we've, we've clung on, we've worked our asses off, we've, can have the result out and we're playing with kids and then you're seeing them living the dreams and what it means to them and I was just sat there giddy I was just made
0: up <laughs> yeah it's mad isn't it and you know I said about the cup final I said that was our that's our most impressive cup victory under Klopp you look at who we had out the, the players that we brought on in the final that, that was our most impressive win under Klopp in terms like in a final. Um and I think it's just been, you know, you can think maybe they've just stepped it up for the cup final. Maybe they've all just gone, right, this is this could be it kind of thing. And then you see the way they played last night and you're thinking to yourself, okay, right, now these are here to stay.
1: Yeah, do you know what, lads I think when you when we looked at the team she don't get me wrong, I wasn't full of confidence in the final. And it was a case of we're here, whatever happens, happens. But if it doesn't go our way. Fucking get behind the kids because, you know, it's it's not the team we would have ideally fielded. They've been through at the deep ends. And then as time went by and it started feeling a little bit more like, fucking hell, we could get something here. This could be our day. So sure, it's gonna be our day. We're not losing this cup. Every everyone just rallied behind them and the atmosphere, as I say, was fucking phenomenal. It's just a special cup win, the performance that they deserve to win. Mm. Wasn't like, oh, they've missed a few chances and we've gone down and fluked one. You know, we we deserved to win the game. We mm. in the end, the, the pressing we were doing up until the fucking last second of extra time, grinding, we were working our bollocks off lad just to just so they didn't have the ball. We wanted it so much more than them in the end and it it
0: showed. Yeah, definitely. Um so I mean, we're at the stage now, you know, into the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. Um, one trophy down, obviously, with Sunday. United away in the next round of the Cup is a. Uh... I don't really know what to think about it, to be honest, because I think if if this was last season, I would have been gutted with that. This season, I'm like, yeah, not asked. Um...
1: United are a mad
0: team, lad. United turn up
1: when you're not playing well. They can cut you into pieces, but they don't scare me one bit, I'll be honest, but yeah based on the, the the game at Anfield when they just nullified us and they just played boring, I can imagine them to do something like that again and sign it us on the counter. Only, I think, I think we're past the stage where teams can do that to us. Yeah.
0: You
1: know, I think even if we're playing bad and you're sat in as deep as you possibly can, like I thought it was going to happen with Luton I said that, Luton felt like the United game where they've gone ahead and you're like, fuck.
0: Yeah, where's the goal coming from? What, what
1: do we do here? And then, 45 minutes of magic, you can't stop us.
0: So,
1: mm. you know, I hope we don't sound a dickhead in a few weeks' time, but, you know, as long as we've got a few players back and they go full strength and we play the team we played yesterday, you know, it's going to be a bit more difficult because they have got some superstars there, but I think, I don't think talent outdoes hard work sometimes. I think we've just got a better attitude, a better hunger. I think we want everything more than anyone at the minute. Yeah, it's just bar us this season that we just look like we fucking won it we're up for it and I know it's the news of Jürgen Klopp but I think it was even before that he's just got to bar us where I think yeah we might get up for 45 minutes and then we fucking won it and we're going to have it so yeah yeah, don't worry me at all but we've just got to we've got to take each game as it comes and fucking win to every tackle Mm. until all our squad's back and hopefully we've got back it's fucking
0: horrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, games are coming thick and fast now. Obviously, Europa League is about to come back. Um But I think, I think our next few games now it's it's Forest, Sparta Prague, City, Sparta Prague, United. So as <laughs> as a run of five games go, that's uh, you know that's that's some run of games, isn't it? Um, but we we've got it in us to go and win all five of them. Um And City is obviously the big one if we can get some bodies back for that would be nice. I think it was it was good. I think everybody looked at Sunday and seen Darwin and seen Slice sprinting onto the pitch, diving over barriers and that <laughs> after we win and thinking these these are lying here, get them fucking on the pitch. But I think we were smart not to risk them last night at all. Um same with Salah. I think trying not risk them as much as possible and try and get as many people back for for that city game as we possibly can. Um City's the big one, isn't it? Like,
1: I, I want every cup. I want every cup. But I think first leg of Prague, go as, as weak as we can, While thinking we can win that
0: game.
1: Mm. Um, obviously, we play Man City before United, don't we? So, yeah, it's Forest Prague, Man City, innit? Yeah. Yeah, Forest <clears throat> tough game. Got to go as strong as we can. It's a league game. Sparta, Prague. We can add a little bit, try and get players back for the Man City game. And then I think what happens at Man City determines how we go in the next few games. Yeah. Um We are capable of winning all five. If I could only win one, it's the City game. Yeah. the City game. But, you know, even that, that doesn't make us champions. That doesn't make us safe. Things can still go wrong with the <laughs> easy we've got. I've said it at the very beginning. Enjoy the ride. See where we end up if it doesn't go our way, got to take it on the chin and go, you know, luck wasn't on our side, you've had all these injuries, this has happened, this has happened, fucking, penalties not given, handball's not given, goals disallowed for nothing, just luck wasn't on our side, but, I'm just crying it in, as time goes on, it's looking more and more likely that we're going to get stronger and stronger and stronger, mm. even with the team, so, fingers crossed, that's the way it, it, it plays out, lads, and lads come in, but, again you've got you've got a dig there you've got you've got player like Jaden Zan's that no one would have watched they mm. have seen they'll have seen him at under the twenty ones level under eighteens seen him in three games for Liverpool what do you do with them <laughs>
0: do
1: you do Do you know what I mean yeah. So, it, it could be it could be a good thing but I Yeah, think, yeah I
0: think it could we be
1: well I think we'll we'll obviously go strong forest and then Prague. Weaken it, Man City as strong as we possibly can. Hopefully, gone, as you say, Salah. Um, I think I've seen a post, I think it was Pachetich back in the fold. Um, oh, right. okay. um, I don't know whether it was, it was Nunes who posted it, but it looked like it was Pachetich he was posting about. Oh, yeah, who's this?
0: It wasn't him. Covered his face, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. It, it looked like it looked like yeah, but I'm not too um, sure.
1: You know, Thiago, we'll never see again, unfortunately.
0: Doesn't sound um, like, does it?
1: No. Fucking hell, so yeah, like like can't be a million miles away. Nunes can't be, Salah can't be, Endo's not. So, mm. before you know it, lad, have would be a click of fingers, and there's your squad back, and then you've got these fucking hungry, talented kids on the bench who can come on and win games. So, yeah, it's exciting. Um, yeah, I can't wait for the city game, I really can't. But we've got to be forest first before we can even, yeah, just no,
0: you can't, you know, we can't make the mistake of looking ahead. To the city game because you know we've got two big important games before it. You know if we if we start doing that and you know don't get a result in the forest game and then go to city and beat them, it could be for it could be meaningless at that point already. With the way city can go and win so many games on the spin, um, but yeah, it's, it's it's an exciting time and it look. It's I said it at the time. It's nice that the the league cups done and out the way with as the Europa League's coming back. It's nice to just have that done with you got the trophy in the bag, concentrate on the next one now as well. So I think that works in our favour. Obviously I think after the is it after the city game or no after after the United game I think it might be that international break which uh, could do which for the first time in, in history I think Liverpool fans will be made up with uh um, Yeah okay,
1: then like yeah you, you might have a few lunatics saying oh that could we could do it having that in the middle. No. As I've said to you a few weeks ago, we need momentum. We need to build on performances. We need to play a game, win a game, play a game, win a game, and keep going and going and going and going. Mm. You know, you shape the players You want to get tired. You can't train because they're having to rest and then play, rest and play. But that's what good teams and good players want to be doing. We want to be playing four fucking, four times in two weeks. We want to be playing five times, you know what I mean? No. We've got The running is hard. So It's fucking... <laughs> it's... Three tough teams. It's it's going to be hard, but the the biggest players there will be licking the lips and saying, "Right, bring it on, bring on Forest, get three points there." Go away to Prague. Is it around Prague first isn't it? No way. Um, go away to Prague. Fucking boss away tip for the Reds as well. Yeah, sure. They'll, they'll fill the away section. Um, you know, I don't think anyone going over will be going and looking too much into the team that's selected. And they'll just be going for a fucking trip and you no, know, not whatever happens in Prague can be reversed around Fields if need be. So yeah, just gotta fucking go for the lot, lad, but just just keep one eye on that Man City
0: game. Mm, yeah. Um well look, let's let's wrap it up with the last little bit, which we haven't done for a while. Um I asked for some questions. We obviously got them from your little Jedi, as always. Um and We've got three. In all honesty, only one of them will make your head fall off. Um, (laughs) Don't get me wrong, the way he asks them is just... He's like a wordsmith in a way. Um, He's just got to... Anyway, but only one of them will make your head head fall off. So I'll leave that to last for you. Um, So first one, we've got... The so the country is boiling their piss at the thought of us winning stuff again. City fans are insecure about their treble win now because our Carabao Cup win has ten times more attention. And Pep would be great if we weren't bald. But do you think I- we're always going to be in a catch twenty two situation? Because if we lose, we're shit. But if we win, if we win, everyone else has done it better, and we're still in air quotes bin dipping scroungers.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's always going to be a catch-22 because no-one wants to see us do well. And that's what baffles me. Is like, you've got team like Man City flaunting the cash, spending. So, you know, they've had fucking... They've covered tracks of pedophiles and the coaching staff that never got out for years. They've, they're have a fucking corrupt club from top to bottom. The manager knows it. The players know it when they go there. You know, Harlan's a, agent or our fella is getting done now for... Oh, yeah. Team it yeah. It's a fucking corrupt shower of bastards. And that's why no one takes them serious because no matter what they do, it's expected. Mm. When you can spend that amount of money, it's expected. The reason why fans have enjoyed Chelsea's downfall against our kids in the cup is because they've spent a billion pounds over a few windows and no one expected that Liverpool team to turn up and win a cup at Wembley because it shouldn't have done.
0: Yeah,
1: And that's why everyone hates us because we defy the odds. We go into games where we shouldn't have a chance. We play Barcelona 3 0 down and go on to win European Cups. We go 3 0 down the Cup final and go on to win the European Cup. <laughs> you know, we fucking score golden goals to yeah. go on to win Europa Leagues. You know, fucking
0: Gerard scores away. from practically the halfway line in, yeah. in Cardiff and just. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
1: just, everyone hates us because they're not us. And everything we do, the way we conduct ourselves, the way we enjoy the football, the passion, the way we live the game—no one else does. And the envy. It. So it's like it's like being jealous of a millionaire because you're not a millionaire. You, mm. You'd love to be one, but because you're not, you think he's a prick. Him. It's the exact same with us, lads. They can call us what they fucking want. It's always us who ends up smiling. Always us who ends up laughing. Always us who ends up getting fucking people sacked from the job because they're making stupid. Th- comments about Oldsburg and that Mm. you need to learn the lesson don't mess with this because you fucking get
0: (laughs) out now you know what it's that thing isn't it though like when you hate a player because they're so good like me and you both were the same I think we've got the same opinion of him now is Drogba I couldn't stand him when he was playing and then you look back at him and and watch him and go you know what he was fucking bossing yeah exact same like there's some players you just hate because you
1: fucking hate them and I get We've got rivalries, proper rivalry, football and rivalry. Manchester United, who hate everything we do on the pitch, hate everything the club's about, we're the same as them. You go on Aldi and you meet a man, you'd have a pint with them. Mm. Proper man, you'd have a fucking pint with them. You know what I mean? Man City wouldn't entertain.
0: No. You
1: don't want to impress me. They just, there's, there's, I can't, I, it's, it sounds stupid, but they are, everything they've done it ever is tainted.
0: Yeah.
1: I prefer Man City when, they were shit and they had full stadiums and they were selling out Main roads because they were passionate, loyal supporters. Now they're just a childish club of glory hunters and the glory they're getting is going to get fucking tipped away from them because they're cheating bastards.
0: Or they should do at least.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but the same with Chelsea. You you can respect Man United through football terms and you can hate them through football terms. Hmm. We hate them because they're close to us and we hate them because they were better than us and, you know, they hated us because during the seventies and eighties, we were better than them,
0: mm. and it
1: was a rivalry that, that's that's gone on through respect, through football. We hated Sir Alex Ferguson because he was an absolute phenomenal manager, dictated Premier League title wins through, you know, bullying the media, bullying the referees. But it wasn't he wasn't cheating. He fucking mm. done it. But you know, there wasn't a rule to say you can't say that about the referee. No. Time. Guardiola again, handed uh, an open treasure chest. Basically, go and spend what you want. Oh, yeah, you've inherited the best football side ever at Barcelona. You go on to a team that should really fucking go on to win like a quadruple with Bayern Munich. And then here's Man City. Go and, go and do what you want there because cause you can. And we're against the grain. We, we win when we shouldn't. Some people hate it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, people just like to hate us, don't we? So,
1: so my me, me answer in a nutshell is, yeah,
0: yeah. us
1: gives- I- and you want to be us. And you know, there's a famous saying, The hear us, the see us, you all want to be us. <laughs> and that's exactly what it is. Everton do it. Everton slate us for our boss nights and having flags at the, the coach wealthman and that. Fucking hell. As soon as soon as they were nearly down, lad, like, there was flares outside the gladi. They were parading dogs round above the heads, fucking banners everywhere. You've got lads playing guitar and bars before games. You know, it catches on. And it's always Liverpool who set the, set the bar. They yeah. all want to beat us. And unfortunately, there's only one Liverpool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and no nail on the head. And I don't think I can add any more to that, in all honesty. So, I'm just going to move. Do am <laughs> going to move on to the course. next one. <laughs> 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 yeah, his head's gone again already. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, next question... Um Klopp hasn't just won it all. He's unified the fans just like Shankly. He's gave us hope just like Shankly. Rebuilt a broken uh, squad and made superstars just like Shankly. And he represents the ethos and values of the club and City just like Shankly. What more does Klopp have to do to be recognised as our greatest ever manager? Time
1: travel. Go back to a time (laughs) without social media, without cheating bastards. And people will realise how good he is. Um, Stats speak for themselves. I think he's up there, we won the most games in a short period of time or whatever. Mm. Uh, you know, I never had the, the pleasure of witnessing Shankley, Paisley, you know, Fagan, Moran, Dag even. I had the pleasure in seeing Dag at the later stages. Was it 2011? Like uh, 11, 12, well. yeah. Yeah, so, uh, no. We've got names that we're brought up with that we adore and we idolise and we, you know, I'm looking around at my me, me little man den, whatever you want to call it, and they're just everywhere, lads. There's just legends, absolutely everywhere, all around the room. They're on your top. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell, every one of them. There, yeah, but um, yeah, he's up there for me. Mm. For me, he's exceeded all, of them. and as much as it sounds, you know that the trophies, Paisley won. In like nine seasons I think it was which um, just bizarre but yeah. you've got to put into consideration the time that the teams were against the the corruption we're against the the way it's run now you know there's no integrity in the game nothing's for the for the best for the fans nothing's for the best for the players or the football clubs it's, it's just all about Darwin I think the fact that we've won a league title a Champions League an FA Cup, a League Cup too. You know, we've won the World Club Cup We're in a system that was fair, in a system that never broke any rules. We abided by the rules. We done what we told we should have done when realistically we could have been going out and spending three hundred million the window. We never conducted ourselves in budget, done it properly. He's man-managed that team from the fucking bottom to the top and mm. he's made us the best in the world. He's made us that, you know. He's unified us all, made us believe again, from doubters to believers, and that'll go on when he goes. He's instilled that back into us, it's the younger generation that only seen the likes of Roy Hodgson. that. you know, he's he's instilled that back into us, and just like Shankly, when he left, lad, someone else will come in, and I think that person will meet the rewards of the work he's done, the foundations he's laid. So Mm. for me, Jurgen Klopp is.
0: The greatest Liverpool manager ever? I think for me, I think it depends on how this season finishes, in all honesty, because I think, yeah, you know, you yeah, right? He, everything that he said in that question, he has done. He's unified the fans, he gets the, the city, he gets the club, um, you know, he's built superstars, he's brought players for him, and just everything he said is correct. And I think if he can have that Shankly effect, and so, and nearly match, you know, get close to Paisley in terms of number of trophies. Like, he, he's he's done the job of our two greatest managers in one job. And I think if he can hit close to his numbers by the end of the season, it's not a question anymore, I don't think. Um, you know, obviously, when he obviously we weren't in a, as bad of a position that we were when Shankly came in, when, when Clock came in, obviously, you know, Shankley took us over in the second division, things like that, and had to fully rebuild the squad and, and Klopp's had to rebuild, but it wasn't obviously quite that bad. But yeah, I just think if this season plays out how we all want it to, then yeah, he's he's surpassed them both, which I never thought we'd ever say <laughs> in our lifetime.
1: No, I know. It's, it's crazy. I just, I, I don't think Paisley gets the credit he deserves because he never had the charisma of Shankly. Mm. And I think that's, I think I've read something today where I don't know that Pep Linders is meant to have said it or it's true or not, but, you know, when Shankly left, you can't replace Bill Shankly. It took all this time from Shankly leaving to Jürgen Klopp joining us to get the next Bill Shankly. And now maybe we do need the new Bob Paisley, someone who is a bit quieter, a bit calmer, and just fixates himself on glory and doing whatever it has to do to win. And, you know, that mightn't be as an enjoyable ride for Liverpool fans. We'll never forget the times we've had with Klopp, but you can't replace him. You can't bring someone in who's going to try and be Jürgen Klopp. You can't it, it, the next person to fist pump at the cop is getting stuffed through Adam, <laughs> not asked. Don't want you to do it. Don't want you to come in and be Jürgen Klopp because you're not. Yeah. You never will be. But you know, come in and be quiet. Go about your business. Winners over. Win trophies. And again, it'll never be the same. It still never be the same. But it'll fucking we'll be happy enough, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's hard to digest that he's leaving still. Knocks me sick and fucking upset again. But I think <laughs> I don't think it matters what he does this season. I think he's already done enough for me to be the greatest Liverpool manager. Um might not be in numbers, but in the job he's done in these times when it is against cheating bastards. Imagine what he would have won if there weren't no cheats. Oh
0: yeah, what he would have won if there wasn't about. a
1: Chelsea and Manchester? You know, frustrating. And I think that plays a lot in the the reason for him going because mm-hmm. he should sat there with fucking cigar after cigar after cigar. And yeah. Title, title, Champions Leagues. It hasn't worked out that way, but at least he's got them all. He's he's won a, won them all once, and the only one he's missing, we hopefully get this year. So
0: yeah. It also doesn't have that Real Madrid seem to have added in for us since he's been here as well. Like every bastard season, they seem to pop up. Them bastards, um,
1: you know what? As well, like again, what we were saying about the Chelsea game being a, one of the greatest finals we, we've been involved in. I think all the other ones you've expected to win, yeah. And I think you know the Real Madrid one after going there and expecting to tear them apart and getting a fucking bit of a lesson. When when it comes to Tottenham, we sort of knew we were going to win that game. Mm. we couldn't lose again and then I think with Chelsea I think we were underestimated our own team a little bit We mm. seen the team she was like not quite sure yeah not overly confident so that bit of arrogance that we get cocky scout arrogance terrain's out of most of us lad and they just went for the day out enjoyed it and you know the atmosphere picked itself they started People just started singing for fucking no reason when nothing was happening on the pitch. It's just one of them games where it just picked up. And they're the better ones sometimes when you're not going in expecting to win. I think that's mm. sometimes our problem. We feel untouchable at times. And again, that's credit to the manager because he does make you think you can run through brick walls and run on hot goals and, and win stuff
0: mm.
1: when, even when it's against you. So, yeah, the answer is Jürgen Klopp's
0: Fair enough. Right, so are you ready for the one that's uh, going to make your hair fall off?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, fucking aliens have landed again, haven't they? They've left a massive tear on the Etihad pitch. They've sank the half-built Bramley Moore Stadium to the bottom of the Mersey and they vaporised Old Trafford, though the Manx are probably grateful. Klopp said they'll do one more season if the aliens are defeated. You and one Liverpool player from Klopp's, ten- Klopp's tenure need to battle them. Who are you taking with you? And then he's poor. No defenders, so you can't shit sit and say Van Dijk.
1: Fucking hell. So fighting aliens alongside.
0: One player from Klopp's reign. There's
1: three that come to mind, stay to
0: wait. And they're not defenders.
1: Well, one is a defender, like,
0: but. <laughs> You're not allowed defenders.
1: So, my first one was Jordan Anderson. Nice, no, okay. So my first one was Jordan Anderson, captain, leader, legend. Went against, you know, everyone's opinion. Fought hard to be in the team. Fought hard to stay in the team when he could have went to Fulham. At that about him, that when the chips were down, he he did get him fight, and he he could obviously against expectation lead you to victory. So. When there's a fame of aliens knocking on the ken, phone Jordan Anderson. It was him or or Millie.
0: Yeah, yeah. For so a, he, a lot of the same was, reasons, I suppose.
1: Classed as a fullback, so I can't have him, and I can't have Andy Robbo, So Anderson <laughs> it
0: is then. Um, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to use a bit of recency bias with it and say end up. Um, and.
1: Oh, because
0: I've got Hendo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm saying Endo because and I said this to me dad on, on Sunday. Um he's the type of player who he he'd get he'd break his leg and still want to carry on. Um and you know even you no, know, I'm not playing yesterday, probably killed him. Like he left the he's another one, left the stadium on Sunday in in a booth and on crutches. And probably would have played with the crutches and the boots if he could have done. You know what I mean? He's just—he just—he's got that type of—he's just got that type of mentality about him. He's—we've said it for years, and it, we mainly say it with these South American players that all they want to do is play football. It doesn't matter; like they'll run through anything. They'll—you know—they'll play fucking barefoot if they have to, just to play football. They've just got that doggedness about them, and I think Endo's yeah, those. Obvious. I think I think Endo's got it as well. You know, he plays with a gum shield. What the fuck? Um <laughs> I've got a gum shield though. I want
1: to <laughs> pack gum shield, um,
0: so yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say endo because I just think he gets shot four times and still carry on. Um <laughs> just a little warrior. Um so yeah. Not heads didn't fall off as much as I expected there. I the must admit. Um But look, we I are. Do you gonna... know
1: what a you mentioned? Like battle and fighting and all that. I just think George Henderson. I yeah.
0: can just see. Him. I can see why your mind went there. Like I can
1: see him with a flag like of eight, and he just goes to the spaceship and just fucking throttles yeah. it right through the windshield. Like <laughs> soon as like him. Dallas Yeah, and
0: then just bails and I love running. Um. So my yeah.
1: question. My only question for you is. You know. There's a question about whether Liverpool parade the Carabao Cup if we win nothing else. Um, for me, it's not a question. Mm. It's definite. If you can give Jurgen Klopp a parade around the city for everything he's done for us, bring every fucking cup he's ever won, whatever. I'm not ask do it. Mm. Get him out there. Get him to see the city. Um, do you think it's a bit cringy if it is only the Carabao Cup? Be asked?
0: No, because it's not about the the trophies. I think with I think it's just about celebrating the man and the job that he's done. Um, We haven't seen anybody come in and have the success like he's had in our lifetime. Um, And, you know, we haven't seen, we haven't had this since, since the eighties, the seventies and eighties, it just hasn't happened. So it, it's not about the trophies. I think obviously the trophies help, of course, Um, but it's, it's not about that. It's just about celebrating the man, letting, you know, only, don't forget, there's only going to be sixty one thousand in Anfield on his on his last game. We had parades with three quarters of a million in the city. There's just not enough space in Anfield for everybody to say goodbye to him. That's all that's all it's about for me. But
1: do you think if we could do like knowing the Queen fucked off and the adair just sat in the fucking middle of wherever it was and people were queuing up for days? Can't we just have him just sat in the centre <laughs> circle just waving at everyone and just walk walking around the pitch? he can have yeah. his own and we, we just, just fucking let him breathe the same <laughs> air just let on yeah. I, uh, thanks for everything bye see you later yeah. and then I think I'd die happy then yeah, definitely. the fact that no. he's just going to walk out of Anfield on the last game of the season and then onto a plane to go to the Europa League final hopefully um, and then onto a plane to the FA Cup final hopefully <laughs> the fact that he's just going to one day to a fist pump walk in the stadium and then he's no longer our manager. Just fucking grinds on me. It knocks me sick, lad. I
0: know, I know. But no, he's I think... He's literally
1: going to come out, give it all the beans, walk back in the tunnel, and be gone. Oh, yeah. lad, it's fucking
0: <laughs> Stop doing it to yourself. Um, now, I, as I say, lad, I think for me, it, it's a case of, you just you're celebrating the manager. You're celebrating what he's won. And you know if we want to, if if people are going to say, oh, well, you know, it would be cringy if you want to go to the Carabao Cup. If we don't only have the Carabao Cup, yeah, maybe like you said, bring the other trophies out as well. Parade them all. You know, if you want just to fill the space, bring Everton's trophies as well. Um, what space? What space are they fill it? <laughs> the you imagine anyone in the head. Um, no, it's just. Like I say, it's just celebrating the man, giving everybody a chance to say goodbye and thank you to him. Um, and look, people are going to say it's cringy. We got slated for having a parade with the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup the other year because of the date that it happened to fall on. It just sort of happened to be the day after the Champions League final. We couldn't control that. It's like, no matter what we do, we're going to get, get yeah, kicked for it. you
1: imagine that being Man City? Man City can't even sell out the Champions League final. Can't sell out the semi-final at all. The fucking horrendous. If they lose a Champions League final like they have done, do you think they're parading the next day with whatever they want? Not a fucking chance. No. There's no country to turn up. They all, you get Man United fans turning up, poking and fucking buzzing at them. That's all you get. Liverpool to have the balls and the audacity to lose a Champions League final and then fuck off onto a coach and go around the city to what could be the biggest ever turnout for a, a, a homecoming is remarkable. And again, that's what why people hate us because things you wish you could bring yourself to do, you can't do. It's it, it's in us. We do it yeah. different. Um, next question, um, Michael Edwards.
0: That that's a statement. That's not a question. That's <laughs> the
1: question. So I assume you haven't seen what's. Going uh, I've on seen.
0: There. I've seen like he wants. But Paul um, has has mentioned
1: that, like that he wants to come back in. Is there anything in your call saying?
0: That if he comes back in, yeah, he can out of contact. Oh. No, <laughs> not you, I don't think, I don't think there's anything that happens anyway in for any reason that makes him changes man. To be honest, as it is unfortunate as it is, but I, I just don't. It's just not happening. I've, I've, I've got to tell myself that it's not happening because if I've got any thought that it that it might happen, it's going to make. It's going to make it even worse for me. <laughs> so I've got to tell myself that it's just down. done and I, he's, he's done. You know what I mean? I just can't yeah. like get him around
1: at all. So do you reckon Michael Edwards coming in? Be good if he gets full control of everything.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah. That's what it seems like that's what FSG want now. I think, obviously, Klopp's had a lot of say with what goes on and things like that. And I think now that they want to separate the game's different now, isn't it? You know, you look at it. Where it's the same, bit like Arsenal. Um, you've got Edu doing all the transfers and and running that side of things, and, and Arteta's there solely to to manage the teams. Obviously, Arteta will go to him and say, "I want this player or I want that player," but he he has no control over it after that. And I think that's the way the game's going. Where, you know, back in the day, a manager he sell he sells the players, he signs the players, he 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 does it all. You know what I mean? And it's, it's not like that anymore. A lot now nowadays a lot more of them coming in as, as head coaches rather than managers, you know what I mean? It's it's That's the way the game seems to be going. And so having somebody fully in control of football and operations, I think is probably, at least at the start of this new manager's reign anyway, is probably a, a, a smart decision.
1: Yeah, I'd agree. It, it, it is crazy to think like, because I know what's happened with us, with Milner, with, with Naldon, um, possibly with Firmino, I think Klopp wanted to keep them all. And once he had 30, he was fucking dust, mate. Crazy. Uh, well, not Millie. Millie was like 40, weren't he?
0: At least, yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, I think he's obviously done a good job. He was highly respected. So we were fucking wounded when he left, Where not we? Hmm. So, yeah. you know, got to see where that goes. I'm, I'm hoping that. I just, just wished he'd fucking off the clock.
0: Fucking
1: <laughs> hell, <laughs> I'm getting a plane outside his house, lad.
0: He probably have done, lad, and that's the thing. He'd he, have,
1: know... have offered him yeah. a way. I don't but, think it's not financially motivated. I think he just needs a break. But again, I don't think I'll ever, ever stop having a glimmer of hope until he's actually gone. no, But I, know what I, I
0: mean. am worried waiting for, I'm not fucking leaving at the end that, <laughs> <anyway>. <laughs> I mean, don't be wrong, if anyone would do that, it probably would be Klopp, in fairness. But no, I've, I've got to, I've got to tell myself that it, there's just nothing that can be done. That's going to make it happen. And I think, you know, when we've done the episode, after it was announced and you were obviously distraught and just, we shouldn't have done it really, let's be honest, but we did. Um, And, you know, you were saying we've we've got to do this and we've got to do that to try and keep him. And I was saying like, you know, how's it going to make the club look and things like that. And the thing is like, we've probably done all of that anyway. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way you just, there's no way Jürgen Klopp comes into your office as if you're, you know, if you're Billy Hogan or whoever you are, there's no way Klopp walks into your office and goes, right, look, I'm leaving at the end of the season. You don't just go, yeah, all right, Tom, nice one for everything. In a bit. <laughs> no, <laughs> it don't
1: it Again, I, don't, I think once his mind's made up, it, it, he, he's very much like that. The fact that he's had the the blessing of Ula as well,
0: mm.
1: she must know, you know, it's time. But hopefully he goes out with a bang, lad, and as I say, like Shangri and Paisley, you don't replace them, you you, you replace them with something different, it's got to be something different Other other like pet Linders to have a chance, but, as I said before, i think it is a a case of like a sailor and his team sinking with a shit, hmm. obviously, we're not sinking, but, it's fucking, it's going a direction we don't want to be, so, I think Linders,
0: I think they're just get... a team, aren't they, you know what I mean, we said it at the yeah. time, Klopp, Made sure that his backroom staff got improved contracts and same length length deals as, as he was getting and things like that. And I think it's just them repaying that to him more than anything. But I think yeah, I said that at the time. I think I think Linders would be judged too harshly because everyone would be expecting, right? It's just going to be a continuation. He's going to play Klopp's football and we're just going to be as good as we are. And then if it doesn't work with Linders, everyone's going to go. I think people turn on Linders faster than he would to a new manager, a, a completely yeah, new passion. manager
1: you're possibly right, but I, I compare that to Shankley and Paisley again, mm. where you've got the assistant coming in and putting his spin on it. You know, the first few trophies he won was with Shankly's last few signings. Mm. So it was still Shankley's team being managed by somebody else sort of thing, but I think that sometimes that works be- better. You haven't got someone coming in and trying to do a completely new thing, but I think anyone taking our job is effectively in a position where it, it, the team built has built itself you just need to go in and fucking be a voice you know if it's not working out in a game or two voice your concerns and just let it run itself just let it run as it is yeah. it's doing alright keep bringing the kids through and that's why there's certain names being mentioned that are favourable because you can imagine them to do that because they're <laughs> doing it at the club's that now but mm. I still couldn't give a fuck who it is
0: so, anyway let's let's wrap yeah. it up because as always, we've gone probably a bit longer than we wanted to, but with, with two games to, to cover, it's it's always hard, but um might be like this for the rest of the season. Hopefully, next episode we can hopefully be back in person, because I think we both did enjoy the, the dynamic of that and um, think it made for a, a really good episode, so hopefully that's going to be you know the plan again very soon, but um, like we say, tough run of games coming up. Let's hope for some wins, but you know, first and foremost is Forrest on Saturday, three o'clock Saturday again. We haven't done one of them for ages, have we? Um I'm working as well, bastard. Anyway, we need to discuss that game, did we? <laughs> no. It's gonna um, be a hard game, it's gonna be a good game. Kids are
1: gonna win. Up the reds.
0: There you go, that's that discussed. Uh yeah, until next time, up the reds.
1: Up the fucking reds.
0: Sports social podcast network.